0: Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of XB Gains. This week, I don't have a regular episode for you. You see, in October, I invited a guest host to fill in for Thane, who was unavailable at the time. What came out of that recording is effectively our first live episode, one with the fabled Mr. Jeers. Right, right, let's get going, shall we? So...
1: Yes, definitely. So who are you? <laughs> I am Mr. Jeers. I'm just random on the internet <laughs> Just a,
0: a random guy on the internet. So hello, everybody. My name is Mr. Silverstrike. Today, I'm sitting here across the table with Mr. Jeers. He's a, a friend of mine, a buddy.
1: Yes, yes, I am.
0: And he has some interesting opinions on video games. Occasionally, we originally had a plan to record an episode together, but we didn't get around to doing that because, you see, we didn't have the time. So that's what happens sometimes. But life um, gets in the way. Yeah. So um, me and Thane, we recorded an episode um, I think two weeks ago, where we apologized for um, you know being away for three months or four months. We've been yeah, we've been gone for so long. But we're back now, So, um, but anyway, we wanted to have a, a guest on, uh, and uh, originally the plan was to have Thane in this conversation as well, um, but he's not available today. So um, it's just going to be me and uh, Mr. Jeers here, uh, and we're going to be talking about some of the games that he's played lately, and some of the games that I've been playing too. For example, we've both played God of War. Yes, we have. We're going to talk about that. Um, No, uh, I want to start this episode by talking about Monster Hunter World. Uh, Now, personally, I've not played Monster Hunter World yet. I have it on PC, but I haven't played it yet. But there's also, like, Monster Hunter on 3DS. I've played those, like, very shortly, uh, very briefly. It's not very long, like, maybe two hours each or something. (laughs) Like, uh, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, and then there was uh, Generations on 3DS, and I played that as well. there are very complex games on 3DS, and I hear well, that in Monster Hunter World, a lot has been streamlined, so I'm kind of curious to hear about that.
1: Well, Monster Hunter World has been the first Monster Hunter game that I've played, and I have to say, coming in as a total noob, it was it's, it's a difficult game to get your head around. I'm really happy that there's actually quite a quite a large community around it, and there are quite a few guides online on how to play monster hunter
0: yes so when you got into the game did you like get overwhelmed all of a sudden or was it well the the beginning was was fine
1: because well i am i do enjoy my hack and slash games i've i've played a lot of those
0: oh yes okay so um, so what class are you playing as
1: well, class, you, you mean
0: weapon. Yeah, right? wh- yeah, weapon, yes, yeah, sorry.
1: I started as a longsword, uh-huh. and I got annoyed by the fact that I was annoying everybody else, because the longsword does one thing and one thing only, and that's friendly fire, basically. Oh, really?
0: So, so were you playing with other people from the start, or um, did you do a bunch like solo first?
1: No, I, I started out solo. Uh, I did have some friends that, that played Monster Hunter but they were already ahead of me and i thought well since the the low rank missions are well designed for for newcomers as well let's just breeze through them and sometimes it was breezing and sometimes it was well not
0: (laughs) yeah so um i i believe you started playing with uh, leliputter is that right Yes, yes, that's correct. He's actually been mentioned on the podcast a few times. As he, has he? <laughs> he has, yes, as, um, you know, the crazy man that he is. But, he, um, is
1: he is, he's definitely a crazy man.
0: He's definitely played the game more than you, I think, right?
1: He has, but I'm actually getting closer to his his amount of playtime, so...
0: You're inching closer, Okay.
1: Uh, not even inching closer at this point I've I'm actually also teaching him
0: things about the game so okay 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 so like how many hours did you spend on the game until uh
1: by now it's getting close to 80 hours and I didn't
0: realize it would go that fast to be honest right okay so 80 hours that's about as long as I played Persona 3 and that took me like three months which um yeah I don't have a lot of time for games but well, I've already
1: played uh, Monster Hunter more than I ob- uh, played Oblivion in the in the days, So, oh, wow, yes. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't think any game has beaten Oblivion in my uh, in my personal experience. I probably played Oblivion for like three uh, three years straight. So uh, I don't know how how many hours I played on that. I think it's a shameful amount. <laughs>
1: it, it probably <laughs> is.
0: It, it could potentially be something in like the 900 hours or something. Wow, I that's crazy. Um, I, yeah, I played a lot of mods back in the day, but hey, um, nowadays I don't have that much time for games anymore, so um, I I try to play somewhat shorter games, but then every now and then like a uh, Persona or something like you, you're playing now, so Monster Hunter yeah. comes along and it's like, I'm gonna suck up all your hours
1: of free time. The the thing is, well, actually both for Persona, I think, uh, as for Monster Hunter, those games are unexpected well not not really unexpectedly but they are quite grindy but it's not bad that they are grindy they are really fun to just keep going at it.
0: yeah yeah that's um i think if your gameplay loop is is fine yeah then it's an enjoyable experience and if as long as it remains an enjoyable experience as long as Mm -hmm. you don't feel like you're being shafted (laughs) like oh all of a sudden now uh, we're gonna lower the experience gain so you spend money on something you know that's (laughs) that's bad but if you do it right and there's always kind of progression you're always doing something new then I think you can let the game go on as long as you'd like really
1: yes definitely and I actually often take Terraria as a, a great grinding game because there are different stages in in the game you start well, let's talk about Terraria for a second yeah, then. Yeah, sure. Uh, in Terraria, you start out as a weak, well, a, a very weak person. Yeah, yeah. And you have no movement abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's right. So the first thing you do is you're trying to get a, a better pick, you delve down, and you're trying to find a skeleton. Why are you finding a skeleton? Because he has a hook. With that hook, you craft a grappling hook. And from then, the game opens up because this game has fall damage, but now you can sling across caverns mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and it's actually really fun. And you discover different areas of the map with, mm-hmm. with different difficulties. You keep getting more weapons, you can mine different ores, it's kind of like like Minecraft. Yeah, it's kind of like Minecraft, I was, I was but, about to bring that it's, up actually. It's, it's way better, it's way better, it's, it has better combat at least. And after a certain amount of time, you defeat the bosses, mm-hmm.
0: and you change the entire world. Yes, there's definitely a and sense of... And then you unlock of... flying. Yeah, 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 there's a sense of progression, right, in Terraria? A, con- that, that... a
1: continuous progression, and that's the same thing that I find in Monster Hunter.
0: Yes. That's a thing that, like, you, were, you, you mentioned Minecraft as well, that isn't in Minecraft. No, Minecraft uh, really kind of has an ending, but not really.
1: Yeah, first of all, the ending in Minecraft is total bullshit. <laughs> let's, let's be clear about that. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that they en-
0: uh, added the end, mm-hmm. but it's, it doesn't feel worth it. Right, okay. Yeah, I, I think, I haven't played Minecraft in, uh, in some time now, but I... I That's actually know, how we start playing, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. How many years has that been? Seven, I think. It's been many years, it's anyway. Been
1: seven or eight years. Yeah.
0: And it all started with Minecraft. It all starts. Yes. I remember, uh, we mentioned Lillipiter before. Um, he was just not interested in the game, and then he played it for like five minutes, and he was hooked. It's funny. And I mean, suddenly
1: we had to come and play Minecraft, Minecraft with him. Yes, yes, I remember that. That was good. Good times. It was good. Um, the The thing is... One is uh, Minecraft is a sandbox, while games like Terraria and Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can somewhat see them as sandboxes, but there is actually a, a very st- straightforward line of progression in it. In them, that yeah. that just isn't there in Minecraft.
0: Of course Terraria is like more in the middle I guess because you can yes, still definitely. build a lot of stuff and
1: yeah Monster Hunter is not really something you c- you can build you yeah. can you can expand your hub area by doing certain missions but
0: that's it's just a game with good uh, it's good, just a game with good progression right It is And it
1: also has actually the, the same uh stages as as Terraria has every uh Terraria starts starts out easy. You do a few boss monsters, which is yes. basically the entire thing that you do in Monster Hunter. You
0: hunt bosses. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Uh, and then the world somewhat changes and every everything becomes more difficult. And you fight more difficult var- variants of these monsters. Mm-hmm. And you have to unlock completely new uh, crafting types uh, items to yes. craft these better armors. And the The fact that you are allowed to get familiar with the world before it throws you into the into the real deep end. <laughs> yes, Monster Hunter feels like you start out being thrown in deep end, and then you find out that there is a deeper end. So, okay, yes. okay,
0: okay, yeah.
1: That's when you start uh, crafting different uh, different consumables because. Well, just crafting a large health potion isn't doing it for me anymore. Maybe I
0: should craft an armor skin potion because I've seen it in the crafting list somewhere. So there's an actual use for like a wild variety of potions and stuff. Exactly. Because when I usually play an RPG and I'm not playing on the super hard difficulties, I know you end up with your inventory, like twenty thousand different potions in your inventory at the end of the game and you haven't had to use any of those, right? Yes. But from what you're saying here, it seems like you actually need to know what you're doing, right? When you get further into the game.
1: Well, it's either you get (laughs) good
0: or you craft health
1: potions.
0: (laughs) I remember remember going through um, Dragon Age Origins. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dragon Age Origins, um, when you play the game like a modern RPG, you get absolutely destroyed at a certain point in the game. Um, Because just taking the the health potions just doesn't work. But there's this funny thing you can do is you can set up a kind of commands for your party members that are automatically run when a condition is met. So what I did is I just bought a shit ton of health potions. And I put in like, if the health of my character goes below 40%, take a big potion. (laughs) So... I did that like halfway through the game. I bought so many potions. I was broke half of the time that I played the remainder of the game. But I never had to think about combat or about dying. It was like playing easy mode because wow, I I I would get injured, but it would be no big deal unless there's a boss that could like one-hit me. I would always be consuming potions. There's another game that's really
1: I don't know if it's famous for it, but I totally cheese the shit out of it through the use of health potions, okay. and that was
0: actually Final Fantasy fifteen. Final Fantasy fifteen. Oh yes, yes, yes. Health that's...
1: potions are so so cheap in that game, so I just buy over a hundred uh-huh. or a hundred or something. Yes, and then go fight a bo- uh, a giant monster that is twenty levels above me, and just. I yes. through it and by the end so that i defeated it like three times.
0: i was way over leveled for the story uh, for the nice. story missions right so that's that's interesting i i played through the game too uh on i think on p s four um so what difficulty did you, did you play at normal i can't re- i can't remember probably normal probably no i played on easy and i i also had to use potions fairly frequently. But I just I didn't think the combat was like the combat was not good actually. It was it was
1: weird, right? It was weir- you you were doing a lot of things in the combat without your you doing something. The characters basically moved on their own and it didn't feel like you provided the input for it. It looked very cool. Till they got until they got like over 10 monsters on the same screen and, and then, then you don't see anything.
0: Yeah, it becomes a little bit chaotic for sure.
1: Final Fantasy is a game that is the best in the, in the first five hours. Right. When, yeah. you, when you start out on your road trip, you really feel mm-hmm. like you're going on a road trip. Yes. And then when the game opens up, it actually feels like it's
0: more empty than it should be. Yeah. Um, did you play any of the DLCs? I did not know. They're kind of interesting. because. Apparently they're good. Yeah, they are. You play as the other characters. Yes. So there's a DLC where you play as Gladio. And it feels like a kind of Dark Souls-y game. You also have his his attack. So he fights totally differently from Noct, right? Yes, he does. Um, He's got these, yeah, kind of... Dark Souls-like attacks. He feels like a big... Big sword that yeah.
1: really requires you to commit to an attack or...
0: Yeah, and, and of course, then there's the other DLC with the other guys as well. Um, Prompto and Ignis. Yeah, I really liked Ignis's DLC. That's the one that also gives you kind of an alternate ending to the game, which is oh, cool. Oh, it does it? Yeah, it does. Um, at a certain point in the story, uh, you choose... Uh, you make a choice as Ignis, and then depending on your choice, kind of the the storyline diverges. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a good it's uh it's an interesting uh, change, and it's a pretty good DLC. Um, what I also liked is that it explains each DLC explains kind of where a gap is left in the main story. Because I don't know if you experienced this, but when I was playing through the story, it felt like there were pieces missing, especially near the end yes, of the game. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> like. Half of the game was unfinished at that time. Like, oh. Um, the game did have a very troubled development. Gl- yeah, though. at a certain point in the game, and I, I I, think that wasn't a big issue, but Gladio disappears for a moment from your party, and then he comes back, and he has this, like, big extra scar on his face. Yes, uh, same with Ignis. Basically, they all get scars. They all get scars or injured or whatever, right? But Gladio kind of disappears, but briefly. It doesn't disappear for a very long time. No, but then it's like um, a day. Uh, it's supposed to be a day. It's or supposed something. to be a day, right? You don't yeah. really notice very much that he's gone. No. Um. But then Prompto's gone for like a significant chunk of the game. At the near the end, once he you kind of lose him when yes? you get hit off the train or something, and then Ignis all of a sudden after the big battle is blind, and you don't know how that happened. So all of those things are explained in the DLC as to what exactly happened. And it's pretty good. I like it. Um, And of course, you also play as the characters with their own fighting styles. And what's pretty cool is that they actually added those fighting styles to the main game. So now when you play the game, and you have the game on PC, or you have like the Royal Pack on PS4. Yes. You can actually in combat switch between party members and play as them. So you can. Sounds fight like it's more fun. Actually, it's more if... fun. It's pretty good. Um, like Ignis has uh, these daggers. Prompto can use his revolver, which is pretty good. It kind of turns like into a third-person shooter if you wanted to be, which is fun. <laughs> um, and then you know, Gladio is like, we're playing Dark Souls now. You know, <laughs> so that's pretty fun. That's, that um, sounds. And just the ability to really kind of shift between them is pretty good. I have to say, I really like what they did with kind of expanding the game with extra content. Yes. Maybe, you know, they went a little bit overboard because if you want all the content, it's not going to be cheap. You you need to like pay, what is it, 15 euros for each DLC or something, I think. I think you can see that uh, Final Fantasy was a game with a lot of potential,
1: but the first uh, producer, I think it was, was... Extremely ambitious and kept wanting to well redo the entire game, mm-hmm. and they 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 lost a lot of things. And then another producer was uh, put on on the on the project. I don't re- really remember everything that happened, but basically, for example, Luna Freya mm-hmm. was actually not meant to be in the game. She was to uh, supposed to be another character. I think. Elsa or something and she was uh, supposed uh, supposed to be some sort of rival to noct but now we get the the wedding story without actually being a wedding story but yeah I believe something else
0: <laughs> I believe Final Fantasy 15 was originally called Final Fantasy 13 versus 13 first yeah, yeah I think it was that. I think it was 13 versus and we had like the core concept was there with uh, noct and his buddies Yes, but that was all we knew and then kind of they went into limbo for a while and we didn't know much about the game and it's like we're Final Fantasy 15 now and (laughs) boom and that was weird Um, like I didn't know that the game existed back then but uh, apparently it's gone through kind of an interesting development process and you can definitely tell but I like that they kind of fixed some of the flaws of the game
1: yes exactly and by
0: adding DLC
1: I I feel like those ideas came from earlier versions as well if I yeah, but and I, I'm not sure about that one.
0: So. What they've also done is they've improved the game by adding changes that the community has asked for. Like yes. one of the things that they've added was uh, asked for was the oh, can we please change uh, characters when we're doing combat in the base game? You've clearly built out uh, the combat system for the other party members. You know why can't we just play that in the main campaign? And they did that now yes. in the in the kind of the final version of the game that they built for PC. Now I know there's like three more content packs coming for the game with uh, episode Luna Freya, episode Arden. Oh, yeah. So there's more coming. I don't know when, but um, I will be playing it for sure because I think it was an interesting story. Well, I might finally have to finish the game then. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the game has so much potential, or had so much potential, but it it was they, wasted at the end of the game.
1: They only really delivered on the potential in the first. In the first few hours of the game, where, yeah, where you felt like it was actually a road trip, and the the game is beautiful if you just oh yeah take, absolutely take, if you decide to not fast travel anywhere but just let the game drive for you yeah it's, that's better it's beautiful you feel like you're on a road trip and then you end up doing some boring side quests and it's, yeah that's it, unfortunate it does not feel it. It does not feel like that part was particularly well pushed. Yeah. The side quests and the combat were unfortunate and a lot of health of the game, of the, of the
0: main story. Yeah, I agree. When I was playing the game and I played through the first few hours, and this was before you kind of realized that uh, shit was going wrong. Um, there's also this tie in with the movie, Kingsglaive, right? Yes, it was a good movie. I enjoyed the movie too. Uh, it, uh, um, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was like, it's it's ridiculous how much work they must have put into that. But anyway, what I was going to say is that, so the first chapter of the game essentially takes place before the events of the fall of the capital, which is interesting, because that is what feels like the nicest part of the game, right? Yes, indeed. Nothing's gone completely wrong, and it feels like a fun road trip with buddies and, you know. Uh, Noct's a little bit of a brooding guy, and you know the guys are there to make him more like of a nice guy, I yes. guess. You know to make him more appealing. He's he's, he's off to go meet his bride. I mean yes. that is that's pretty fun. And then you know disaster strikes. But if you haven't seen the movie, yeah, it's... it doesn't mean anything. Yeah,
1: it's like oh, the capital is gone, and that's it. You've never seen the capital. Yeah. So I've actually heard an interesting thing mm-hmm. like uh final fantasy 7 you started out in as in the city mm-hmm. and you did a lot of stuff there and by the by the end of that the chapter you a lot of people actually thought in in the time that that was the end of the game but suddenly the game opens up and everything gets context yes and i feel like they should really have done the same with uh well, Final Fantasy 15, like introduce the city, introduce the the world. Yes. Uh for for a while. It doesn't really have to be that long, just make it feel like
0: like part of the tutorial or something. Yeah, it's a shame that they had to do a lot of the world building through the movie.
1: Yes, exactly. And I think you don't need to put the, the fall of the, of the city in the, in the game itself. It's perfectly fine being in the movie. But the, if you haven't seen the movie, even if you have seen the movie, yeah. the, the, the fall of the capital due to the,
0: the empire yes. does not
1: really mean anything. No,
0: it doesn't really feel like uh, an important event or it doesn't feel as strong as it should be
1: yes exactly and you have your main characters that really react to it very strongly but you as the it's, since it's a cutscene the viewer actually yeah. not even the player at that yeah, point
0: exactly yeah
1: don't feel anything you're an outside character in, in your own story mm-hmm. basically
0: and that's unfortunate so when did you play the game because i know that they patched the game later on to add in like a few cutscenes from the movie into the game
1: to Uh, make it
0: before that to make it more understandable but they're like a few flashes really so i can't really say that it's like oh they put in like five minutes of the movie that's not the case
1: there there were a few cutscenes. uh well when the when the city fell when you heard news there were a few scenes from the movie in there if that's what you're talking about i played
0: after that okay so you played after that because originally, there wasn't even that in the game, apparently. So that's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, that's definitely
0: crazy. Because, yeah, I knew that it happened in the movie because I watched the movie first. Everybody was And like, the movie was good. Watched the movie first, and I was like, okay, okay, good. Um, and then I, I watched the movie. I played through the game, through the first act, and it's like, okay, the capital has fallen. And I know because I've seen the movie, oh, you know, that's a big event, but the game did not approach it correctly. No, it did not. Which was unfortunate. And from that point on, the open world opens up more, right? You can explore more of the open world, which is great. That was fun. But it was around the time when the game stops being open world and gets back onto the linear track. That's when the game kind of fall apart. It falls apart for me, at least. Uh, Because...
1: If you're side questing, it's also just... Like I said, boring collecting frogs and stuff like that.
0: Oh, yes. I actually don't think I did many of the side quests whatsoever. It's
1: probably for the best. I did. I was ridiculously overleveled for all of the uh, the story missions. And after a while, I just gave up because I had the best weapon in the game. I. Did you? I was, what, what was the best weapon well, in the game? Well, at that point, it was the best weapon <laughs> in the game. I had the Ultimate Blade. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I
0: know. You have and to do a bunch of side quests. It's super for that.
1: easy to get. I. It was easier to get the ultimate blade than often than a lot of upgrades materials for the other weapons. So I run around with a ridiculously powerful weapon, yeah. doing way more damage than all my uh, than all my companions. Yes, and being basically twenty levels above the story content because
0: wow, okay, that's, that's... what uh, side quests allow you to. That yeah, that's true. Um... Yeah, so Final Fantasy Fifteen, like the the side content that I did, I was uh, was the collection of the the royal arms. There's like twelve of them yes. or whatever. I I was able to like collect them all. But if you you have the ultimate blades, those royal arms are worthless. If you have the ring, then everything they, is useless because it just insta kills whatever. It doesn't even <laughs> matter. That's one of my favorite weapons in a game ever. A um, ring. There's this, like, level 99 big mountain turtle that you have to hunt at the end of the game. Oh, yes, yes, that one. Um, You can do that legit, and it's going to take you hours to beat. Or you could just spam the ring (laughs) and just have it die (laughs) after, like, (laughs) 25 times or whatever. That's what I did. So I beat the boss and, like, but you need, of course, I need to...
1: it's designed to be a several-hour battle,
0: actually. Yeah, it's actually designed to be a very long battle, and I was, like, insta-killed. That was funny. I was like, okay, it was the last achievement that I needed. So I was kind of pleased that I didn't have to trudge through this entire thing for like four hours or something, you know, hitting this turtle that would like wreck me. <laughs> so no, okay, I'll use the ring. Thank you very much. It's but, so weird that you're actually
1: fighting a mountain.
0: Yeah, it's weird. But I like. I liked that it was so big. It's like, Whoa. Okay, so... I I think it's an original enemy. You're not fucking around with this. Like, the sense of scale that you get from fighting that enemy is insane. I like that. But yeah, so Final Fantasy in general uh, is an interesting thing, I think. It's a game that could have been so much
1: better than it was in the end. And it feels like they're still improving on it. So I kind of feel that it's unfortunate that they didn't. It's a game where they had, at the same time, both... Too much time
0: and too little time. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed my my time with the game, but there were just so many small things that kind of felt annoying. Yeah, that fell apart. That that just made it didn't make it like an amazing game for me. Yes, exactly. But it was fun. I I had a good time with it. Like I I also liked the ending, for example. At the end, window, like
1: I said, I I haven't finished it yet. Oh, you so... haven't finished it? No, oh. I actually. At 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 one point I thought
0: Well this is getting boring, so and I don't want to complete this anymore. Okay, so like how far did you get into the game then?
1: Uh till after the uh the water city. They're on, on the train now.
0: Oh, okay. So you don't have the ring yet then? I do not yet have the ring. Okay, fair enough. Well, you at, at some point in the game you get the Ring of the Lucii back, which is not a it's, surprise. I it's guess. not
1: a surprise if you've seen the, seen the movie. Yeah,
0: you get it back. Um, you know you're going to get it back, even if you've been playing the game. So I don't think it's a significant spoiler. But anyway, yeah, you should go and beat the game, especially now that they've added the alternate and extended ending.
1: Yes. I. Um,
0: let me warn you, though, there is one particular sequence. So you are on the train. That means the linear portion of the story begins now, right? Yes, so there's exactly. no open world stuff anymore here. Um, at a certain point, there's like one chapter that just is far too long, in my opinion. It just takes too long to get through the chapter. And, you know, if you ever get around to do, to to playing this, you know, we'll talk about this and you'll be like, you'll probably be like, okay, yes, this was too long, this chapter, because it really fucking was. It annoyed the shit out of me. It was like, it's, well, yeah. When,
1: when you left the open world section, it says, are you sure you want to leave? You will not be able to come back. Yeah, 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 it does. So that's the point where, where you're like, okay, I need to complete everything then.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, no. Well, you can come back. You can come back
1: after the game.
0: No, no, no. You can oh. come back uh, in between now. Um, maybe this was before. They, they, they Maybe that's something they added, but at a certain point in the game, when you're doing the linear uh, bits, between each chapter, um, you can... Rest with your party, and like uh, one of the one of Luna Freya's animals yes, comes to the, see you. One of the dogs. One of the dogs, right? And uh, you can actually quote unquote peer into the past. Yes, yes, that's something they added. I, yeah, I, remember. I think that's something they added, right? And then you can go back to the open world and collect some more gear and stuff like that. Yes, and well, that, that
1: was not in the game when I yeah, played I ima- it. So. I imagine
0: that's the case. Yeah. So I, when I first played the game, I had a bunch of those improvements. Already in in the yes. game that I I didn't experience. You the could same go version off as road you.
1: as well. If I
0: remember, I remember you yes, saying yes, they they added uh, like the the rover could only drive on the roads originally, and then they changed it up. And now I you can I drive. could not do that you can, in you my can, game. You can drive everywhere, and uh, at the end of the game, you get a flying regalia. That was in the game from the beginning, though. Yeah, that was in the game from in the beginning, but you were kind of stuck to landing on specific roads. And now I think you can land freely as well. So they've kind of improved movement, added more combat mechanics, so. Yes, I'm really curious where
1: this game is going and I will probably uh, hop back in <laughs> on a later point, but yeah, it was not worth it when it came out, unfortunately. No,
0: definitely not. That's what I heard from others as well. Like. If you haven't played the game and you're playing it now, it seems like a pretty fun experience. It's
1: Yeah, it becomes a better experience uh, with, as time goes on. Mm. And perhaps they will eventually redo Noctis' uh, combat as well then. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they will. but I don't think so either. But... A man can dream, right? A man can dream. Yeah. So that was uh, Final Fantasy 15. Yes. Let's talk about the big game this year. Um, I don't know about you, but this is my game of the year. It's God of War on PS4. For me, it's fifty percent game of the year. Okay, what's the other fifty percent? Is that Monster Hunter for you? Well,
1: I'm not yet decided on the on the other fifty percent, but I actually meant half of the of God of War was so excellent. Okay. Well, another part was like merely okay for me. Okay,
0: that's interesting.
1: I. Did not particularly think that uh, the combat in Golf War was all that amazing.
0: Okay, that's an interesting opinion.
1: It's it's okay, but the X you start out with, yes, the combos don't really flow into each other. It's it feels like you're really limited. So when they finally give you,
0: I can spoil this right. Um. Let's just say when they give you an alternate weapon set. <laughs> <laughs> there might still be people who haven't played God of War yet.
1: Well, at this point, I think everyone
0: should know what uh, that you get. Uh... Yeah, I guess. I guess. Go ahead and spoil it, you spoiler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, about halfway through the game, you get the Blades of Chaos back. Yes. This for any anybody that doesn't know what the Blades of Chaos are... These are the original weapons of Kratos. Yes, they're the weapons uh, Through the first three games and, well, all the... uh, Also the the PSP spin-offs, yeah. Yes, those. And they are way more fun, actually, to use than the
0: XR is. Right. See, I really liked playing through the first portion of the game. Of course, I had no idea that the Blades reveal was happening myself. Well, you did spoil it to me. I was not spoiled. you asshole. I'm so sorry, Um, but I did not know that it was was happening, and um, I played through the uh, first half of the game thinking that the axe was going to be all we were going to get along with the shield, and I thought that the axe felt good but i i watched a few uh like long reviews from one of one from joseph anderson who has a really good channel yes, he makes yes. very long like i think he had a five hour video Th- three hours was it three hours yes. well, only three oh. hours felt like a five hour video but he did a very thorough analysis of the game and he kind of pointed out these things with the combat that i guess you were mentioning now as well mm-hmm. which is that some of the combos don't flow into each other nicely yes. stuff like that you might not notice, but God of War, a few months
1: before the release, yes. actually the Sony executives were worried about the game yes, because I, the combat was not good. I heard about this, yes. And so basically everything that feels good about uh, God of War now was added in those last, the last month, I think. Yeah,
0: even. yeah, they've done or in the last few months at least. Or, yeah, I know uh, they, they did a, like a crazy effort to polish the game. Polishes everything in video games nowadays, but um, mostly, yeah, yes. it's it's been mostly polished well, I think. But you know, you can kind of notice where it where it 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 isn't perfect. Yes, right? it's exactly. Not as smooth as it needs to be, but I don't think it detracts from the game. No, it's just I think a lot of other games do it better. Right. It's it's
1: perfectly it's per- perfectly fine.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. It exactly.
1: doesn't detract from the game, but it doesn't add anything. Either. Yeah. I feel... Meanwhile, the the story of God of War is absolutely amazing. Yes,
0: yes. (laughs) That's true.
1: I barely can put it to words how how great it is.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the game that is done really well, but I think the, the story is kind of what makes it... Makes you want to come back to the game. Yeah, it makes it something that is better than the average video game. Because yes. in comparison to the story, yes, the combat kind of feels regular, right? Yeah, exactly. But that's only because the story is so good that you kind of realize, well, the combat didn't do anything super amazing, but the story was like fucking blew my mind, you know? So, yes, exactly. So in comparison, you kind of noticed that the combat's a little bit janky. Yes, uh, yes, that's probably what I was trying to say. <laughs> um. And I mean, I say janky, but I don't. Re- I mean, I, I never had any problems with the combat myself. I can imagine if you're playing on like the hardest difficulty, give me God of War, that that because but, the enemies can level
1: yeah, while so you're
0: in combat, it must be frustrating if you're kind of ch- trying to chain combos and it doesn't also, work. The
1: the enemies just have too much health to get through.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: on, on it the takes, higher
0: difficulties,
1: the the amount of damage they deal is is fine for me on the higher difficulty. But I had to turn it off because it kept taking me ages to get anywhere. Right. Not because I kept dying, it, it happened, but a it single
0: just, sitting took... Everything uh, took too long, basically.
1: Everything t- took too long, uh, where in the, in the normal uh, game modes, during the tutorial, you finish the first set of enemies within five minutes. Yes. It takes almost 15 minutes on the higher difficulties.
0: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's definitely something. I I don't like when like uh, difficulty increases are combined with just increasing health pools. That doesn't make yes. the game more
1: interesting. Uh, the best increases in difficulties are generally when uh, monsters get different behavior sets. Behavior sets, exactly. Yeah. Uh, of course, doing difficulty in this way they, uh, takes a lot of your design team
0: of your developer team. Yeah. Um well let me tell you I know that they've added um New Game Plus to the yes. game uh fairly recently and they have actually added new combat behaviors for harder, harder difficulties so they've changed that up Oh that's great which is good because I felt like that was one of the things that especially those reviewers who tend to play the games on harder difficulties were all pointing out like the game on hard difficulty doesn't feel like it's very fun Yes um I played on easy, so I really did not have any issues with uh with well, with enemies. As,
1: as I said in the beginning of this episode, I am a person that really loves his hack and slash third yeah. person uh, games. So uh, this basically started when I started playing Darksiders and yeah. since since then I play every third person yeah, you know me yeah. about Darksiders. Uh-huh. Uh and since then I've started playing all my hack and slash games on the hardest difficulties. Yes. Except
0: God of War. Except God of War. Yes. I I don't usually have the time or the like the willpower to just go through a game on harder difficulties because it just sometimes the way a difficulty curve scales is like it it's the amount of frustration that you feel kind of puts me off of the game sometimes. And I do play the game to enjoy myself. So I don't mind putting down the difficulty to the easiest level for any game. I don't mind. I don't care. Like I played through um, the first three Uncharted games on like regular difficulty. When Uncharted 4 came out, I did not have a PS4, and it took me a while before I had a PS4. Um, I think I got a job first, and then I said, okay, let's buy a PS4 now that I have a job. I can finally afford consoles again. Um, so I bought a PS4, and I just did not have the time to go through the game. And, and I mean, didn't have the time. I didn't want to go through the game on like a higher difficulty, so I just turned the the, the game down to like story difficulty because that's what I care about especially with that game. And I really enjoyed Uncharted, but I was beating the enemies with like such ease it was kind of ridiculous. Can I, can I tell you
1: what you probably sh- should have done instead of just knocking down the
0: difficulty? Let me know. Tell me. Keep the difficulty high, but turn on auto-aim. Well, I turned down the difficulty and I turned on auto-aim. I, I know, but <laughs> if you...
1: If you keep the the difficulty high enough you you will still die in a few shots so you can't yes. be too ridiculous but the auto aim allows you to play a bit more riskier and do cool maneuvers
0: I kind of enjoyed so, um just doing retarded stuff jumping around and not Exactly <laughs> the the
1: sets are are filled with so the new mechanic in Uncharted 4 was the grappling hook Yes and the combat areas actually had a few Points where you can grapple onto and just swing across uh, chasms, jump on some uh, on somebody's face and just knock him down. Yeah, it was really fun. Except it's difficult to aim, and after you've jumped, you're basically out in the open, and you have to spend the entire time running away after you've made a beautiful engagement. And it yeah. just didn't flow well. So yeah. when you at the outer aim. You can start shooting
0: again, but you still have to find cover because yeah, you, otherwise
1: you you will die. If You, you cannot
0: stay out in the open. Yes. Anyway, I just wanted to point out that I I don't mind turning down the difficulty. Yes, I, yes, and yes. I will. Uh, but so. yes, uh, point taken. Um, <laughs> so yeah, God of War doesn't scale very well in terms of difficulty. They've improved that now. Um, so I think that's about... The most important things we have to say about the gameplay. I thought it was. Well, there is another thing about
1: gameplay that I want to add, but okay. at that point it will start uh, flowing more into the story. Okay, so that's maybe good. We, we should do story first and then.
0: Yeah, that's good. Okay, so.
1: Well, just... actually, uh, let's just start. Yeah. The okay. the game is a story about a father and his son. Yes. That's essentially the st- story: of going on a mission and bonding together. Because Kratos starts out, as anybody will probably imagine, a terrible father.
0: Yes, if you've played the first three games, you know Kratos is not known for his compassion.
1: Yes, exactly. Or his
0: calm demeanor, or whatever. <laughs>
1: and they really convey that well in the in the first in the first scene. Even if you've never played a God of War game before, you know that he is. Not good at conveying his emotions in a... No, he's not. In a normal way, let's say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's this story about a father and his son. Mm-hmm. And this means you keep running around with a secondary character. Yes. You have an AI companion. And a lot of games that have tried to do this have either done it somewhat well or completely failed at it. Let's... If we're talking about bad AI companions,
0: any Call of Duty campaign. Oh, yeah, okay. No, uh, I there's one game that I think did AI companion very well back in the day, and that was Bioshock Infinite.
1: Yes, but I but will I cannot... go on, out on a limb and say, a God of War does it better.
0: Oh, yeah, it definitely and does. And
1: I have a theory about why that is.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: Well, first of all, Elizabeth in Bioshock is an amazing character. She is really fun to to be with. Booker does not really have much of a personality, so we start out with. Yeah. So the uh, main
0: the, character is the, more like a blank the, the, slate, the, right? The main
1: character. We we can see more of a uh, relationship developing between uh, the main character in God, uh, main characters in God of War, rather than Bioshock, because well we actually have a main character with more character.
0: Yeah, we have uh, two characters with set personalities yes. that are not blank slates. They they both have, especially Kratos has like had three mainline games that you've gone through or could have gone through and, you know, kind of have a a basis for his character. And then you have a young boy that you're yes, bonding exactly. with,
1: right? And the, uh, the second part is... Elizabeth is invulnerable.
0: Yes, yeah, so is Atreus. Atreus is not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Go on. It... How is he not invulnerable? He cannot die. He actually can. I did not experience this.
1: Okay, you did not experience
0: this. I. How can he die?
1: You played it on easy, right? Yes. That uh, might, might have been why. Uh, actually, the enemies are allowed to grapple Atreus.
0: Yes, and I've seen that happen.
1: And if you take too long...
0: He dies. He dies. Okay. Well, maybe I was just fast enough every time, I guess.
1: <laughs> maybe you were fast <laughs> enough. Uh, well, I've never let him die. I think I've let him die once just to try uh, try oh, what okay. would happen. I've also never let anything happen to him. But Atreus could be in peril on non-set, uh, yeah, non-set pieces. Yeah. While the only time that Elizabeth would be in peril was when the story demanded her to be in peril. Oh, yeah, okay. Fair enough. And that was actually, it felt like I was playing with another character. Also, Elizabeth, the only thing she do- does is... Hey, Booker, catch!
0: And she throws you Something. a weapon or yeah. a piece of mana. I, I can't remember yeah, what it the, was called. Yeah, the appropriate kind of resource that you need at the moment. Right? Yes,
1: which was fine. But you can also command uh, Atreus to shoot stuff or use his uh, ultimate ability to... Yeah, you, you kind
0: that. of need to use those abilities. Yes,
1: exactly. And it Atreus had much more of a presence in the game even outside uh, mainly outside of uh, story set pieces than elizabeth has.
0: yeah the story's kind of about him really the st- in the end
1: yes the the story i really wa- wonder what they're going to do with uh, with the newest color <laughs> wars because it ends on
0: a major cliffhanger oh i would love to like i when i finished <laughs> but <laughs> when I, he
1: will be extremely important <laughs> i f-
0: i finished the game and i sat there and i i just thought man it's going to take a few years before we can play the next one. And, and I, was, I want to play it now. I want to play it now. Yeah, exactly. That's how good the story was. It, it was. It
1: was. After Bioshock, I didn't really feel like, okay, the, I felt like I'm happy this game This game is over because it was a good game. and I'm, yes. I'm happy I, I had to experience it. I could experience this. Yeah. This was, I'm happy to experience it, but it's not over. I want more. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of games that end on the cliffhanger don't end as well as God of
0: War did. No, I think they could have actually cut what happened in the cliffhanger and it would have been fine.
1: Oh, definitely, but... They well, didn't, they there, didn't there is need to do after, that. There is basically an, a scene after you finish the game that's That's the cliffhanger that you're referring to. Right? Yes, yeah. that's the actual cliffhanger.
0: So if you haven't... If you've played well, they, the game... And you haven't done this at the end of the they game. Make you, a
1: prophecy. You have, game. you have to go back.
0: You have to so, go back to the house if yes. you haven't done this before. Go back to the house, and then there's an extra cutscene, and that's the, the cliffhanger that occurs.
1: Yes, but they, uh, when you leave the, the final area of the game, where the game basically ends, before you go back to your house, Atreus uh, really sees something mm-hmm. that alludes to potential events in the in the next game.
0: Yes, there's and also certain events. You, you
1: can't miss that. You can't miss
0: it. Yeah, there's While also... The extra scene you can definitely miss if you're never going back to the house. Yeah, if you're not going back to the house, yeah. There's also a few scenes in the game that are not explained in the end of the game. But like? you know, when, when the game concludes, it's over, but there's still a few questions you don't have answers to. For example, when Atreus is ill. Yes. And um, Kratos takes him to the witch's house to Freya's house. Uh, at a certain point, the horn is blown. Yeah, who blew the horn? Who blew the horn, for example? We don't know that. Uh, there's, there's you know, people saying, oh, there's gonna be a time travel component in the next one. It's actually a trace from the future. Yes, who blew I, it, well, you know?
1: It's not that convoluted either because uh, no. Norse mythology is entirely about... Yeah. I mean, at one point, Mimir even says like, oh, he mm-hmm. knows you. To Atreus, uh, between Jormungandr and Atreus, yeah. or will know you. Yeah. Because Norse mythology is, it's either its either happened or it will happen, and we're not sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, like Ragnarok and Fimbulwinter. Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, kind of like time is a circle there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what people say, right? Time is a circle. Instead of uh, A circle of life. It's a circle <laughs> of life. Yes, Jir's <laughs> channeling his inner Elton
1: John. Nice. Elton John can sing way better than I can. So. Yeah,
0: that's true. So God of War was an excellent game. It was. It definitely was. So the story was great, the combat was great, but it wasn't amazing? Yes. Um, if you had to go and give it like a score in terms of numeric value.
1: It's probably... Since 10 is perfect and nothing can ever be perfect, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to give it an 8 or 9. An 8 or a 9. Despite the the combat not being the greatest.
0: Yeah, okay. That's good.
1: Uh, there might still come as, uh, come a game that I enjoy more.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, Hollow Knight was last year, right? Uh, I think Hollow Knight was, uh, yeah, 2017. Okay. Because otherwise it would still not be.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite games of all time.
0: Yeah. I need to go and play that game on the Switch, so... Yes, you do. So I will, um, sometime soon. Um, yeah, okay. Um, so so an 8 or a 9? An 8 or a 9, yes. Okay. Did you um, Did you take on the Valkyrie Queen? I did. And she was difficult. How long did it take you to beat her? Probably over an hour. Yeah, it took me like three hours to beat her.
1: Well, I do have uh, this some was... experience in third-person hack and slash games. Yes, yeah, this, this is true. <laughs> That's probably the reason.
0: I, You really have to know her moveset if you want to beat her. Exactly. And um, I suspect this is the same with Monster Hunter. You have to kind of yes. familiarize yourself with movesets. Back to Monster Hunter now. No, I just wanted to bring this up because that might not be my cup of tea.
1: Well... The thing is, you're supposed to learn the movesets, but I don't, and I'm still able to defeat them. At some point, you naturally learn that, okay, this attack will poison me, and I don't want to be poisoned, so I'm going to roll so out of the way.
0: It's less difficult than the Valkyrie fights, right? Because the Valkyrie fights were very hard, I feel.
1: Well, it also depends on the difficulty of the monster. Apparently, there are some monsters out there that one-shot you, and I haven't found them yet (laughs) But after 80 hours of play, so don't let that put you off. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. (laughs) But, yes, apparently Tempered Kirin is not to be messed with.
0: Oh, yes. Um. (laughs) You know, I, I, I hear all these people talking about Monster Hunter World, and then I think... You know, I've read online that the old 3DS games are so much more difficult uh, to play, and I'm thinking like, you sweet summer child, you don't know anything about Monster Hunter, go play a real game, you know, <laughs> but it, you know. I'm very Monster happy. Monster Hunter will never be an easy game. I expect, I suspect
1: not, but and it's... it's- not designed, the way it's designed is it's designed for a very Japanese culture. Oh, is it? Well, from what I've heard, yes. In what way? Um. <laughs> It's actually a really social game. It's designed to be a social game. Yes, that's, that's true. A game that in Japan people take their 3DS somewhere on the on the train or something, and they yes. do a hunt yeah. with people in the area. That's yeah. not really something that happens here in uh, here in Europe or in America. Yeah,
0: the Japanese have some weird tastes and weird. Um, oh yes. Weird culture.
1: It is but I think that the idea of ga- gaming with random people on the train is actually one
0: that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool yeah, it's pretty and cool.
1: it's not something that we can do here. That's not part of a, our culture.
0: I I I have a 3DS and when I I take the train I commute to work and yes. um every now and then I take my 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 my, my um, handheld console with me on the train and I play. Like everybody's playing a stupid game on their phone or like listening to some, watching some video on, on, on their phones. Nobody's playing handheld games. Nobody. I haven't even Nobody. seen a single Switch in public. Never. Yeah. And I know they're being sold, but I imagine that here in, in, in Europe, people are not using them as a handheld as much as yes. people are in maybe the US. I don't know about the US, but I definitely know in Asia. It's much more common to take your video games and stuff like that on the go.
1: I've seen a uh, Switch once, and that's basically it. Wow. Okay, that's
0: that's already in, uh, infinity times more than I've seen than you've seen it. Yeah. So, I um, <laughs> I carry around a PS Vita sometimes as I'm you know commuting to work. I must be like the single person in this entire country, the only person who carries around a PS Vita. Who even has a PSV anymore? Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. That is that thing did not sell. That did as not well sell as well. They wanted it. Yeah, and the biggest reason why it didn't sell is because all their memory cards were ridiculously expensive. But isn't that the same with Switch? No, you can just put any SD card in there.
1: Okay, I thought there was some uh, some worries before the the console was released about yeah, the memory I think memory there was. Card. Yeah. I think they even announced that they would sell their own memory yeah, cards,
0: and only those would be able to. Yeah, no, that's not the case. But they it do have their they own. That, that decision back. No, they have their own Nintendo branded or something like yeah. in, in collaboration with a particular brand or something. They have their Nintendo Switch certified, but it it doesn't mean anything. And you can put any SD card in there. And the best part about that is that, you know, when you put your SD card in a phone you need to pay close attention to the speed class of the sd card to make sure that if you're going to put apps on there that they perform like fast enough and on the switch that's not really a problem because the the switch like in a very smart way caches the data on the sd card so you don't really suffer so you can buy a quote unquote budget sd card and you'll be fine oh well, that's so that's, that's pretty good, good. i bought a 400 gig micro sd card and It's great i don't need to worry about storage anymore (laughs) i just (laughs) i just plopped it in there it's fine and again this is one because this is a big capacity card it's not super fast because you can buy really fast like 64 gigabyte cards or whatever yes yes but they're you know the the big ones are not as fast but that has not presented like as a problem it's 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 perfectly fine and i can put all the games on there it's great (laughs) it's that sounds it's wonderful so yeah um You mentioned interest in buying a Switch. Let me tell you, go get one. It's great.
1: Yeah, I've heard that it's a really great indie machine.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. Basically, all the good indies are also releasing on Switch. Yeah, if you're interested in, like, the Nintendo library of games and or indie games, then this is your your console. Uh, Mario XCOM. Oh, yeah. Mario Rabbids. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played that, but I do have that. It's pretty good. I've heard of this. I actually, um, I like playing it on on my monitor that I usually plug my other consoles in. But it is, you know, not usually running at 1080p, which is a bit sad, I think. It's not a super powerful console, which is unfortunate, but I do have this. I bought, I imported this uh, HDMI cable that is like a special HDMI cable. It comes with um, a USB Uh, plug that you need to also attach. And it basically has a special chip included into the cable. You can tell because the one end of the cable is like three times as long, or like the the, the part where it gets thick for the wire that you're supposed to put into the monitor or the console, it's like three times as long as a regular HDMI cable. And there's like a graphics processor chip in there that does anti-aliasing and upscaling stuff. Okay. And it's pretty impressive. It's pretty cool. I need to show you this because I thought, what the fuck? You can't do that, right? That, that's not a thing that you can do. But yes, it is. And it looks pretty good. So... Wait, are people that smart? Yeah, people People have figured it out. It's like, it's essentially um, the uh, like an FXAA filter that is applied along with mm. upscaling because but you that's... can do FXAA on just a screenshot as well. You don't need to know the, like, the, the graphics geometry. It's that's not like That's uh,
1: anti-aliasing, right? So yeah. Okay, yeah, definitely. You yeah. can
0: definitely do that on screenshots. You can do that on a screenshot. Uh, FXAA is the only kind of A that you can do that with. It doesn't always...
1: Well, that's that's because it's it's just searches and uh edges on the yeah flat, it looks so for edges
0: surface yeah exactly um and i was kind of iffy on that i thought you know it's going to make my image very blurry but that's not the case it's actually pretty good so okay i didn't um, know that that's pretty yeah i was very impressed when i got it in the mail i thought i'm gonna take a gamble because that that is like a 150 cable that's not cheap <sighs> yeah that was uh that's half of a switch right there that's half of a switch <laughs> but, but if it works that's, the visual that's improvement amazing. is yeah it's pretty significant
1: and that's entirely in the cable
0: it's entirely in the cable so you can you so can it
1: does not put any strain on the no on the it device. doesn't
0: you can actually plug any other console in there as well so like an old ps3 mm-hmm. there's a lot of 720p games on there plug that thing in stuff gets upscaled it's pretty damn nice
1: i remember being really annoyed with uh Edges in oh, all yeah. the Assassin's Creed games. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Those are going to be, you know, improved. Yeah,
1: I think they couldn't do anti-aliasing because...
0: Oh, no, the consoles weren't powerful enough. The consoles weren't powerful definitely enough.
1: Definitely not. Not for the kind of fidelity they were looking for. Yeah,
0: yeah, I really, I, I went back and played the first Assassin's Creed this week with yes. the, with the new release of Odyssey. And then I turn on odyssey, like it's so amazing how far they've come in like ten eleven years yes. it's pretty pretty serious it looks so good
1: it looks good
0: and I've
1: played only for uh, for a few minutes on uh on facts on uh on the game uh, on the playstation that yeah, was yeah. there and it was actually it's pretty stunning it's pretty great combat which mm. well. It was introduced with Origins, but yeah. before Origins, we would never expect Assassin's Creed to have anything else but uh, counterattack.
0: Yeah, the game has changed significantly.
1: I think it's for the better in terms and of genre. I'm once again interested in in Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. So. I've
0: I've always been an Assassin's Creed fanboy. Um, what? I have I've not played Origins. Um. Ever since Syndicate released, I've been on like a one-year delay <laughs> on the game. So I played Syndicate like a year after it released. I am now going to play Origins. So, yes. So I'm gonna. I'm excited about that. Um, I've played it very briefly when it released, but I I had something else that I was playing at the time, so uh, I had to quit that game. <laughs> but here we are. Unfortunately. Um. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna have a great time. I think. I bet you will. All right. So there's one other game that I want to talk about, and that's. Divinity: Original Sin. Before we uh, end this uh, impromptu episode of Xp Gains. yes, that game. That game. We're going to cover this game in uh, you know extensive fashion in in the next episode. It's going to be me and Thane. We're going to talk about our experiences and you know we're going to take it apart a little bit as well. But you're one of the guys. We just you, me, and, and McThane. Thane, yes, we've been playing the game together. So I figured, you know, why not talk about this with the third person who's also been playing with us. So we've been a party of three people. And we've gone through, I'm going to say 80% of the game so far. We need to do like the final 20%, I imagine. The final act is something we haven't completed yet. But we've done, I believe my save game file says like 75 hours of actual gameplay that we've saved, but we've had to redo so many combats that were are closer to about a hundred hours of, of actually having played the game so we threw away 25 hours there's so much gameplay in this game it's it's crazy how much content is in this game and this is not even a, a grind
1: game or anything like if you kill a person in this game that person is gone
0: yes yes
1: this is not like monster hunter oh we'll go on a new mission and
0: defeat uh, the same monster again no it's done it's a persistent game world uh with no second chances yes. really it's uh it's a brutal game
1: it is it's um
0: actually quite difficult if you yeah it's not easy and we are just playing on the regular difficulty there's i know that they've added a casual mode or like a more uh narrative mode for, i still uh, think every game should have that even if i'm not going to play it yeah i think that's important um just for people who wanna experience the story without too much uh Yes, exactly. I, I can imagine if you're playing this game alone that it can get a little bit frustrating. I know for us as a party, it was a little bit frustrating at the start because we needed to figure out who was gonna do what. <laughs> yes. There was kind of, there was like a little bit of, a, of an annoying situation at the start of the game where we were like a little bit annoyed at each other. Yes, we were, we were. But I feel like that's over now and we've just been enjoying the game.
1: You have to develop a certain way of playing with people. And for some people that come naturalists, for some people you really have to learn a bit more about uh, the p- people you're playing with. I I suppose you could ask just random people on the internet, well, do you want to play with me? Yeah, that's going to be... It, yeah. I think that's going to be hard.
0: That's going to be very hard. You need, you need a, a few... Good friends and play together. Yes, or, and even then. Or play alone. Yeah, or play alone. You can play alone. That's totally a valid way to play the game. I'm going to recommend to play uh, with the origin characters. Right. So you always need to create one character. No, you
1: you can actually yes, you will always have to create your own character.
0: Which can be an origin character, so you could technically yes. play with a full like origin stories party. Yeah, that's right. That's actually. And the
1: the only thing you can not do is change the race race of that origin character or the the
0: sex. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Because also, you can change I, I, the, the, also the voice. The
1: voice is set. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you can change the, all, all the other parts of its appearance. You just give it an entire different face.
0: Yeah, that's true. I really enjoyed having an origin character with us. So there's three of us, right? So we needed to bring somebody along because you can have a party of maximum four people. So you actually have the honors of, uh, you had the honors of recruiting the origin character, Fane, who is an undead undead character. And he's now tied to you, which I think is also really cool, that you basically recruited him. So his story is now connected to yours. And you have to go through his story.
1: Well, all the other characters can also talk to him. But because I'm the one that recruited him, he is more inclined to want to talk to me and I don't really know how that happens, how that, uh, what, what the effects are, but that's what
0: I... Yeah, I, uh, that, yeah it's just cool, I think. That's what I was told. Yeah, I imagine that's for consistency so that you cannot like juggle the Probably. character around too much. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit annoying at the start when you wanna figure out what you're gonna do. Yes. But once you hit your stride, I'm gonna say like, what were we, 10 hours into the game? And then we kind of knew what the game played like because it was the first Divinity Original Sin game that we were playing through for real. I played a, yes. a little bit of Divinity Original Sin one. Yeah, we, 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 both even, we even did play like a little bit together, but we didn't get very far into the game.
1: Which is unfortunate, it was still a good game.
0: It was still a good game. I'm actually going through the first Divinity Original Sin now okay um, by myself on playstation so with a controller okay Ooh, yeah but uh yeah i might still do like uh cooperatively with uh if you're interested we can do that yeah when we, we're when, when we're done with uh divinity original sin 2. so in two years so in two years yes we've been we've, wow. been, we've <laughs> been playing this game for a year now we have been we've been we've i mean actually been playing this from the moment it came out yeah we've, yeah we started playing when the game <laughs> released and we've been playing it on and off because there's three of us, and we all have responsibilities and uh, finding time to sit down and play the game for, I want to say, two hours a piece, most of the time.
1: Most uh, Two, three hours.
0: Two, three hours. So think about that. That's 50 sessions that we've had because we've played about 100 hours yes. of two hours long. Um, and it's been, it's been fun every time. I know at the start there was uh, I know Thane was not super hyped about the game and he thought about quitting did. but at a certain point I think it clicked for him too we it, it did we also managed to
1: play together better. yeah it's, yeah it the game is kind of like a team building exercise yeah because it's at first not you, at first you will do stupid things it's and
0: also not an easy game it is not easy. you have to learn the mechanics and even if you know the mechanics somebody else might just use Fane and like maybe blow us all up when or you... <laughs> you
1: might just jump into the middle of the enemy as a mage. Exactly. So <laughs> and get there's... knocked
0: in the face. <laughs> That's right. So a lot of things can go wrong in this game. So it's important that you communicate well. And most of the time it's our fault and not the game's. <laughs> yeah. If you die in this game, it's usually your own damn fault. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which is funny. I think we had
1: like one time that the, the, the game was kind of bugged and we even managed to get uh, uh, Tane out of the fight just teleporting far, far away enough so and uh, the enemy still detected him and ran after him even if he, though he, wa- he wasn't in the fight
0: anymore <laughs> it was really weird yeah but we haven't really had many of those right it maybe once, once right once. once, and that was it in, in 100 hours
1: I don't think that really amounts to anything
0: yeah that's pretty good um i really enjoyed all the so i'm the mage in the party right so i really enjoyed
1: one of uh, of the two mages yes
0: yeah 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 but i'm like the the pure i'm like the mage who knows all the spells yes (laughs) so i've had a great time playing with all the spells i think that those are really fun um but you know there's such depth in this game there is it's when when you're doing combat, you need to pay close attention to everything, the surfaces your characters are standing on the spells you have at your disposal, the action points you have left, um, what your what your like buddies are going to do, you need to carefully plan that stuff out. If you're going to play the game, let me give you a recommendation, make enough saves. (laughs) It's really important. Um, I have an entire save archive of all of our saves. And I you know, I I eventually I just throw them away into another save files archive folder that I have so that my save list doesn't say your game list is full, please overwrite an existing save. Don't want to do that. I want to have all the saves. So I have all the saves. Um, Oh, yeah, one more thing to note, we are playing the original version that released initially now there's a there's a definitive edition out now with uh significant improvements to a few things like inventory management but if
1: you buy the original or buy if you have bought the original you also have the uh, definitive edition that's right so it's a free upgrade
0: yeah it's the same thing so you when you install divinity original sin 2 you actually get both versions so when you launch the game um on well on pc at least when you launch the game on pc you have two options classic motor enhanced edition uh or definitive edition sorry enhanced edition was the first one (laughs) um on console of course there was no original release a year ago and it was uh, released in august so in august the definitive release edition released on xbox and on ps4 as well so well,
1: Larian just took a, uh, a page out of the book of CD, but uh, CD Projekt Red's, and decided to give all the upgrades for free for some reason.
0: Yes, which I think really helps their. Uh...
1: Well, if you're actually a fairly small company, yeah, you can use all the goodwill you can get uh, from from your fan base. Yeah, uh, big publishers will never do that, and that's how CD p- projects get managed from going from a small. Uh, Polish developer that actually only did translations initially.
0: Yes, yes. yes. To a full-fledged
1: big stu- uh, game studio. Yeah. And I hope
0: Larian does well as well. Yeah, I'm very curious about Cyberpunk.
1: Yes. Oh. Also, uh, yes. I... I actually managed to talk to the developers of *Divinity: Original Sin 2 before the game was released.
0: Yes, you did. You told me about this.
1: Yes, and there are a few features that are not in the game, but I still feel like I can talk about this because it gives great insight.
0: Yeah, I uh, we, I watched the documentary last week. Uh, you also watched it, I guess. I did watch it. And one of the points, uh, one of, in one of the points in the video that one of the guys said was, he said, we have a bunch of stuff that we did not put into the game yes. and we intend to like put into our other game and maybe, you know, the next one we'll come up with. So is that one of those things that you figured out? Probably then.
1: Potentially, because Potentially. they had the idea of uh, doing more, a more in-depth, uh, at least this is how I in- interpreted it.
0: Uh-huh. Yes.
1: Uh huh. Yes. More in-depth character building in the beginning and you could do way more with your, your own origin story. Okay. And basically do covert actions that your your teammates knew nothing about. Yes. And you could... There was the idea of even playing a kind of character that could potentially sabotage the your teammates. Yes. Because he was like a psychopath or
0: something. Okay, so like a small subsystem part of that is yes. still in the game. You can still kind of...
1: You can still give opinions about the about events that happen. Yeah, but you can
0: also kind of play against each other if you want to, really.
1: Well, yes, but but there, it's there not... would be more inter- interaction yeah. Yeah, between the characters. It, it's
0: not a very exhaustive system. It doesn't feel like, oh my god, I can totally like no. fuck you guys over now. That's not I, a thing you can I do. I
1: feel the 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 largest thing that's in the game of about it is the idea that after a quest, you can sometimes talk to your teammates and give your opinion about something. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like that system, at one point, they want to flesh it out more. And yes. in the end, decide, it opted for not doing it. Yeah. Also, something that they they told me, and you can really see it in the documentary, mm-hmm. is they don't know what the fuck is up with the timeline.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they, they did say that, the, yes.
1: So, Divinity, the Divinity series is... A game series that has been around for some time yes for quite some time actually and mm-hmm. the first one was really really well reviewed divine divinity divine right? divinity was really well devi- reviewed mm-hmm. even if it didn't amount for much money for the developers yeah, yeah basically yeah. all the mo- money went to the publisher at yes. that point point. Mm-hmm. and they tried to uh, capitalize on that success with uh future games but yes. the second did not sell as well they had some uh, problems with the third game and yeah, yeah. All, all sorts of stuff. And then the game before Divinity Original Sin, the the first one, was mm-hmm. Divinity Dragon Commander. Yeah. Where they tried to make you a, a giant flying dragon in a RTS map, which was really, really strange and <laughs> did not really work out as well, to be fair.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Ah. Uh, Still a good game, but the yeah. RTS sections are not that great. Uh-huh. Anyway, you have this really complicated timeline. And when you actually... Uh, this really complicated backstory behind all the games yes. by now. And it doesn't fit together. Mm-hmm. So what they told us uh, was that for Divinity the, the Original Sin 2... Uh-huh. That is actually the first game that builds on the previous games.: Yes. So the ID behind the universe is the same for every game, but the actual timeline only starts in Original Scene 1.
0: Yes. I believe they said this in the documentary as well, right?
1: Yes, they did.
0: That um, they actually didn't know very well how the lore connected and that they kind of started from scratch while still referencing some stuff. When
1: I asked them about it, we had a a few great jokes about it.
0: (laughs) I can imagine.
1: (laughs) It's also fun that they are not too bothered about it either that Mm -hmm. you can say, well, your, your story didn't make any sense. And they're like, yeah, we know.
0: Yeah, well, let's be honest. It's
1: going to be better this time.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's be honest, though. I mean, um, back in the day, those were great games, but it's not like most people are going to go back and play Divine Divinity. It's it's no. it's very old now. I, I mean, mean, if you want to, you could, but... Yeah, I actually, like, because I really enjoyed Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2, I just said, you know, screw it. I'm going to buy all those classy games as well to just support them. Did you know? I did. So I have them on GOG as well as on Steam. Yes. Um, and I... Uh, I played briefly, played um, the first Divine Divinity, and um, uh, it was interesting. But in the end, like it's it's too old for me. The game. Right. Um, I, I there's a certain age. I can I can deal with older games because I recently went through Persona 3, which is um, a ten year old game now. Uh yes. The PS2 game, right? Um, By the way, those mid two thousands games—they have not aged well because of their graphical engines. They kind of look—they have not—not you know, doesn't look as nice as pixel art from back in the day. But some games hold up better than others. I think Divine Divinity holds up in terms of systems, probably. In terms of systems, some ways, like some parts of it at least hold up. But like the visual presentation and some of it, some of the some of the game is like I think visual is still decent yeah i think it's it's okay because it's not 3d exact but it's not like amazing you know
1: (laughs) well there are very few games where we can say wow that's amazing from the yeah
0: you can't really go back and say this is an amazing looking game 10 years later it's hard to find a game that actually kind of it, retains its visual yeah, it's, style. There's
1: it, a few, it, there are a few, this, this one is, is okay. I yeah. wouldn't, if I had to play a game now with that visual style, I wouldn't necessarily mind. It. I just wouldn't think it's great.
0: Right. So, um, our extensive talk on divinity original sin will be coming with the next, uh, big episode of XP gains. So there was one more topic um, and this is a series that you love you said that maybe yes, I figured I, we could we could end on a high note. I we, think I know what you're talking about. We're going to talk about Metro. Yes. I have not played Metro myself.
1: Metro is a strange game. It's a first person shooter.
0: That much I know.
1: Th- that much you know. <laughs> but in unlike most uh, first person shooters you're this one is really most first-person shooters are about the multiplayer yes that's
0: well yeah yeah they usually are focused on the multiplayer component yes and have a single player campaign that's like it's limited there
1: because everyone expects it to be in there and
0: people complain if it's not like all the call of duty campaigns before now this year is the first year they're doing a call of duty with single with single player out basically yeah only multiplayer but Metro is quite unlike that right? Yes,
1: uh, well in recent years they have also there have been uh, first person shooter campaigns with more focus on on the single player as well. Titanfall mm-hmm. for example. Yes. Uh, but Metro was uh, Titanfall re- 2 released during the the, o- the older uh, Call of Duty games. Yes. That didn't really f- yeah, whose, it didn't, uh, yeah, single player was not anything to write home about. And if they... Anyway, this is a story about you mm-hmm. being a survivor of a nuclear war and the, in, in Russia. Yes. And the, the only way you can survive is by living in the, in the metros, in the metro system. That's where the name comes from. Mm-hmm. And it's a an ridiculously atmospheric game. You really feel like you're surviving somewhere. Uh, you're trying to get from point A to point B without dying. That's basically all games. But in Metro, it actually feels like there's some way to it. Right. And, well, it's just a great game.
0: <laughs> yeah, it feels very atmospheric.
1: It's very atmospheric. I will never forget the... Uh, there are def- Sometimes there are different ways of getting to a level and I will never forget the level... Where you have to cross. Well, there are several factions in the metro, mm-hmm. yes. And two of these factions are the Nazis and the uh, the Reds. Okay. So the the communists. Yeah. Okay. And as history suggests, they do not like each other. So is this They're uh, constantly an, at war?
0: Is this an alternate reality setting, or
1: yes, it, it definitely is. Okay. It takes place like quite quite a while ago.
0: Okay, because it, during the
1: during the nuclear uh, the cold war basically the the
0: whole world nuked each other oh okay, and now, but it's set in the quote unquote future right because I think the first game is called like metro twenty thirty three
1: yes, I think so yeah is it yeah so I think it's a world where the cold War never ended and then eventually they
0: but if the Nazis are still there, maybe like World War Two ended up different as well.
1: Yeah, probably. But they do not really play a uh, big part. The, the history from what happened before does not really play a, a big part in, in it. Okay. You know well where the factions come from because you know our current world history. Yes. The main thing is your uh, third faction. Yes. Basically, you're basically a neutral faction that is. G- trying to get to uh, to uh, third faction, the Hunters. Okay. And the Hunters are basically a quote-unquote neutral organization that keeps the entire Metro safe.
0: Okay, so they're kind of like the, the guardians of yeah. the Metro.
1: But meanwhile, you have uh, this this one level that's uh, really cool. Uh uh-huh. You have to uh, get across the, the front line of... Uh, a battlefield between the the nazis and the communists
0: okay so there's a battle going on yeah
1: there, there's battle going on and often you can just let everyone run by and get to their, their posts and then sneak behind them mm-hmm. with, without killing them you yes. can just gun your way through the level or you can take alternate routes even all the way down to the depths of some uh some cavern mm-hmm. through poisonous gases, gases. and just the fact that you have these options to find a way to live and let let live and is something that's not really done in a lot of uh, of video games and definitely not in a, in a way that's so atmospheric as a Metro. Another important part about Metro, by the way, is there's no there's almost no hut.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: Everything is, for example, you have a watch that's. On, on your arm that shows you whether you're visible or not. how much uh, time you have on your uh, gas mask Yes when uh, when you put on your gas mask you actually well have an overlay over your screen mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah that represents the gas mask and when you get shot that that mask will crack mm-hmm. it, uh, the mask will get dirty when you' when you're fighting enemies and you have to, to use a button to wipe off the blood of your mask okay and yes it's all about the uh the presentation
0: yeah it's yeah okay so very immersive
1: very immersive yes and i can't wait for the the new metro metro exodus yeah in that game you will finally leave the metro so you've (laughs) spent two games like several hours trying to get from point a to point b only for something to happen uh, some tunnel to collapse after years of uh Of neglect yeah because i think the the bombs fell when you were still a child and now you're an adult okay and now you're finally leaving leaving the the metro and other people have left the metro as well and you have to survive above ground between well just crazy tribes and cannibals (laughs) and uh and mm-hmm. mutate monsters almost fallout like then it's almost fallout like yes but i like metro more than i like fallout yeah i can imagine it
0: is not as much of a an open world sandbox mm-hmm. so and it,
1: it's way grittier
0: yeah so it's it's grittier less funny it's not
1: like fallout hasn't dealt with gr- gritty uh and no, dark teams yeah.
0: before i know what you're saying fallout feels a little bit more playful i think yes exactly with uh, the bubble heads being associated with the brand and stuff like that. Yes. Um, there was one thing that you said, you know, there's not a lot of games that do this approach, especially not I imagine first person shooters to give you like these choices to sneak behind the enemy, do nothing.
1: Yes, the, the first-person shooters that do stuff like that are generally immersive sims, like Deus Ex.
0: Yeah, I was about to bring that up, but that's not really a first-person shooter. I do now, not call it,
1: right? that a first-person shooter. That's an immersive
0: sim with first-person elements. Yeah, exactly, especially since you can also play the game when you're like in cover, it's from third-person, so it's not strictly first-person.
1: Yes, yes,
0: yes. Uh, and, of course, the first Deus Ex, you could just choose whether you wanted to play third-person yeah. or first-person, so... Yeah. So, Metro is
1: is worth playing. It's, sounds like it's right. Wor- it's worth playing. Unfortunately, the the story during the second game gets a bit. The second game is more story focused, and once you get to to the end, it becomes a little bit cringe worthy. So, I hope they remove the cringe from the uh, from the third game.
0: Okay. Um. How long are the games? Do you have an idea? Do you know how how long yes. you spend on them? Or?
1: definitely over ten hours. Over ten hours, okay. But I, no, it's
0: not like you need to spend fifty hours to be. Taken. No, no, no. So would you say like between ten and twenty hours is accurate? Something so, like that. Somewhere along those lines, yes. Okay, that's good to know because you know if if it's a forty hour adventure, I imagine it would be too long.
1: It would be tedious, yes.
0: Yeah, I think the, most Call of Duty campaigns are like under ten hours.
1: The the thing about keeping uh. Keeping this tension is pacing. Yeah, and I think a lot of games can uh, can learn from the first Metro game. In okay, that's cool. Pace,
0: pacing. Well, um, is there anything else you want to say about Metro that you want to kind of uh, tell the listeners? Play it. Play it.
1: Okay, that sounds like good advice. Play the first one,
0: definitely. I believe there's a Redux uh, version, Play the right? Redux
1: version because they. Uh, they put improvements that they uh, that they developed during the second game and well even for the second game there's mm-hmm. a redux and they put all the those improvements in the redux version so it's kind of like an enhanced version it's an enhanced edition unfortunately it's this, this one is one's not free
0: okay fair free enough. upgrade. yeah 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 I remember but I think you get a discount if you're on the original version yes I do not mind, actually, because these developers, during
1: the time that they... I think during the time that they were developing the second game, mm-hmm. they were basically in a war
0: zone. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I remember reading about this. So at that point, I'm like, give these guys all the money they can have. because <laughs> Just get them to move out of the war zone. Yeah. Yes, exactly. First of all, dedication. That De- Dedication, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it, I think. Okay, well... Um... I think that's it for this episode of XP Gains, then. Okay. It's been good to have you on. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. I hope you can uh, come back later when uh, you have some more stories to tell, some more games you've played. Yes. So many games, so little time. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yes, yes. All right, great. Well, thank you, Mr. Jeers. And uh, to our listeners, we'll be back with another episode in two weeks. Goodbye, everybody.